We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. We should be on the last chapter of my book, Releasing the Ability of God Through Prayer, but we're not. We're on the... Uh, We've got two chapters to cover in this session, so we better get at it. We've kind of lingered along there in the the long chapter, and we're going to talk about the widow and the judge, the unjust judge. We're in the eighth chapter, and I believe we'll learn some things here that'll that'll help you. Now, I want you to go to Luke, the 18th chapter. And let's read from verse 1. This is probably one of the most misunderstood scriptures in the Bible, portraying something that is very vital to you as a Christian concerning prayer, but quite often so many people have been confused by it. The Lord several years ago directed me to do some teaching on it. So let's take a look at it from a different angle from probably that you've ever looked at it. Verse 1, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. Now the Greek says to turn coward and give up. So don't turn coward and give up. We ought always to pray. Now the problem in the interpretation of this is many times people have said, well now what he's saying, that you ought to always just keep praying about the same thing. Now you read that in there. It didn't say that in the Scripture. And I tell you, that's what's got us in trouble most of the time, is things that we've read in between the lines that the Scripture didn't say. Now, he's telling them this parable, and he says, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Now, let's go back and begin with the second verse. And let's unwind this parable and then wind it back up so we can understand it. There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. Now, I've had people to say to me, Brother Caps, this parable that Jesus is teaching here is teaching us that we ought to continue to pray and to pray the same prayer. If you don't get your prayer answered, if you don't get your need met, you go back and pray and pray and pray and continue to pray the same thing, and this is what Jesus is teaching us to do here. But I beg your pardon. That's not in this passage of Scripture. First of all, let's look at this verse 2 and ask yourself this question. This judge that feared not God, neither regarded man, how could that be God? Now see that when you infer that this is saying that we ought to continually pray to God and keep coming to God over a certain thing, 
then you're saying that this is God here that he's referring to that wouldn't regard man nor God. How in the world could an unjust judge be a type of God? Well, you see, there's the first place we missed it right there. He does not qualify to be a type of God. But yet, he does qualify to be a type of the devil. And I believe that's exactly what Jesus is trying to get over to us. That the unjust judge is a type of the devil. And he said he would not. There was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying. Now notice, she came to him saying. Now, if you read a lot of different versions and a lot of different translations and paraphrases and what have you, it says that she just kept coming to him, just kept coming to him, just kept coming to him, you know. I mean, it just make you believe that she was there every morning, daylight, and every evening. But it says she came to him. didn't say she kept coming. Now, the Greek does say she was coming to him. The literal Greek says that. But now I found also that in the scriptures, in the literal Greek, that it says that Jesus was coming to his disciples, saying. So that doesn't mean that Jesus came in there to his disciples and said this, and he went away and came back and said this, and he went away and came back and said this again. Now see, that's the idea we've gotten from this that she just kept coming back, she kept coming back, and this went on for weeks and months. But now, see, we read that into that. The Scripture didn't say that. I'm convinced of this, that the woman only came one time. Now, you'll have to make up your own mind. But I'm going to share with you what I see in the Scripture, and I believe that this is what the Word of God is saying to us. Said, avenge me. She came to him saying, avenge me, my adversary. In other words, she's walking while she's talking. You ever see somebody come in that, I mean, they had their mind made up and they're saying something, they want you to hear it, and they're talking while they're walking, man. <laughs> and he says he would not for a while. See, he didn't intend to do it. He had no intention of doing it. She said, avenge me, my adversary. Now, first of all, let's notice here that when she said, avenge me, my adversary, this is not a request. This is a demand. She's made a demand on the unjust judge. This is not a prayer. This is a demand. She demanded that he avenge her of her adversary. Makes a difference when you understand what she's doing. Now, another thing that we need to understand before we go any further, that this widow in this city has no political pull. She's got about as little political pull as anybody could have. She has nobody to take up for. She has no one to defend her. She's a widow. So this is a type, actually, of the person in Christ. If you get over there in, in Isaiah, the 53rd and 54th chapter, it talks about the widow that had more children than the one that has the married wife, talks about forgetting their widowhood. So he's talking about an individual that is born again, that is in the kingdom of God. Now let's look at this in the light of this widow being a person that comes in their own ability 
has no political power, has no ability to make this unjust judge do anything within themselves. See, within herself, she had no ability to enforce or cause this judge to do what she is demanding of him. Now, you realize that we, within ourselves, there is no righteousness in us of ourselves. We have been made to be the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. Our righteousness is as filthy rags in the sight of God. But we're not talking about our righteousness. We're talking about His righteousness. We have become the righteousness of God in Christ. All right, let's look at it in this light. She came to him and demanded for him to avenge her of her adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself. Now notice this is all happening within himself. This didn't happen on the outside. Nobody was observing it to understand what was going on. Though I fear not God, now listen to what he said, though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest, now here's the key. If you got your pencil, underline the word lest. Lest by her continual coming she weary me. Now, let me show you something. He is only troubled at this point. He is not weary. If she continues to come, she will weary him. Now, this is important because it helps you unwind this thing and get the true meaning of what Jesus is saying. Now, let's read verse 5 again. Yet because this widow troubleth me. See, he's troubled, not weary. I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming. In other words, he knew she's coming back. There's no doubt about it. She's coming back because he could tell by the tone of her voice. He could tell by the bony finger probably that she's pointing in his face that that woman means business and she's not going to take no for an answer. And if I don't do something, I'm going to have her morning, noon, and night. She's not going to give up. There was faith in her voice. There was authority in her voice. But yet, she was a widow. She had no power within herself. See, this is a type of the Christian. This is a type of the believer in Christ that has no ability within themselves to cause the devil or demons to do anything. But yet, because we have authority, because we have the anointing, because we have faith, you can change some things by demanding your rights. Now watch what happens. Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Now notice that if she continues to come, if she comes continually, he will be weary, but he is not weary now, he is only troubled. So she has not come but one time. There's only one time she's come. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that our CD offer this week is CD offer number 7250. It's Releasing the Ability of God Through Prayer. It's a talking book narrated by yours truly, Charles Capps. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. And it'll be a blessing to you. You can back it up and listen to it again. You can't back the radio up. Some of you found that. Prayer is a key. 
Someone said, prayer is a key to heaven's storehouse, but faith unlocks the door. A prayer without faith is like a key without a hand to turn it. And how important that is. You know, James says, the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. So, prayer doesn't make faith work. Faith makes prayer work. And if you're not praying in faith, you're wasting your time. Now, in John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, John said, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition we desired of him. So if you know that he heard you, you know you have the petition, John said. Somebody said, but I don't feel like my prayers got higher than the ceiling. I don't believe that God heard my prayer. Well, you just said you don't believe that God answered your prayer. Because if you know he heard you, you know you have the petition. You know, Jesus said it this way. He that asketh receiveth, he that seeketh findeth, to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Of course, we have to realize it's included to ask in faith because faith is the predominant factor that must be in prayer. Prayer doesn't make faith work. Faith makes prayer work. This is offer number 7250, Releasing the Ability of God Through Prayer, a talking book. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.